Okay, I'm here with Dustin. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I want to start with a little bit about your background. You're with Total Transportation of Mississippi. Yes, Why don't you tell correct. us a little bit about the company, a little bit how you got started in the trucking industry. Sure. So currently I'm the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Total Transportation Mississippi, located in Jackson, Mississippi, although I spent much of my time in Loudoun, Tennessee and East Tennessee for about nine years. Um, but I got started with, uh, we'll say, total transportation and trucking uh, when I was in college. I was actually a server at a steakhouse, uh, majoring <laughs> in finance, never intended to get into trucking. Um, I met the president and CEO of our uh, uh, company, and we just kind of struck up a relationship. He told me that uh, when I graduate, to give him a call and that he would have a job waiting for me. So I really enjoyed the guys that um, he came to the restaurant with and just kind of gave me a picture of what they do on a daily basis and truly how they move America. Mm -hmm. So I was a December grad and called him up and he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to be a salesperson in trucking. And he said, well, boy, you don't know anything about trucking because I'll make you an appointment clerk. I said, an appointment clerk, I have a college degree. He goes, I don't care what you've got. You come work for me, I'll put you as an appointment clerk. So he hangs up the phone, and a couple of weeks later, I end up going to work for him, and that's what he did, um, put me as an appointment clerk. So the first takeaway is that you don't necessarily need to know a lot about trucking yes. to get involved in trucking. Correct. All right, well, that was the case with me, too, with Transport Topics, so it's good to know it works on the other side. So you're, you were part of the first lead ATA graduate program, the first class, the first graduates. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about how, especially with the first class, you learned about the program and got involved sure. about the program? So you'd be happy to hear that I actually learned about the LEAD program through Transport Topics. All right. Um, yeah, a weekly subscriber actually came to my house. My wife and I read it on a weekly basis. We were going to the pool on a Sunday, and lo and behold, opened it up, saw the ad, just caught my attention. One, you saw young people for the first time in Transport Topics and saw the opportunity uh, for development, which lead leadership, engagement, um, advocacy, and development. So I immediately reached out to my boss and said, hey, I want to do this. And he thought I was crazy at first, but the more he learned about the program and seeing the challenges that the industry was facing of recruiting young people and retaining, he said, sure, why not? So there have now been a, a second graduating class, and we heard here at the at MCNE the uh, introduction of well, the third class that we figure will be graduating next year. Now you've had a little experience, a little you're a little removed from the program. What are some of the takeaways as you look back that have been the most useful to you to take from a, a classroom, from a, a practice, from something you did that you've taken into the sure. real world to be successful at the in the industry? So at Total Transportation, we're at 800 trucks or approaching 800 trucks, I'll say. When I started, we were about 400. Um, so really over the last couple of years, being exposed to the ATA and the LEAD program opened our eyes to the different resources um, that they had, whether it was the legislative and regulatory or opening our eyes to social media, which gave us more comfort and confidence um, to kind of portray that to the industry and our customers. Um, so really that helped us accommodate some of that growth over the last couple of years mm -hmm. too. So great resources for us. We had a grassroots effort with our social media and driver engagement. We did not know anything about Facebook uh, or Twitter or LinkedIn. And certainly the ATA and the LEAD program specifically uh, helped us a lot through that. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the driver shortage, also technician shortage. Uh, you also talk a little bit about uh, the online world, which we'll get into. Sure. Uh, we, we've, it's well established, yeah, the driver shortage, there's a technician shortage. I wanted to ask you before that, is there going to be a younger 
executive shortage one day that you're going to have to help solve that puzzle as well. Might that sure. happen? I think that is real with the executive shortage and the technician shortage too. Um, but I, I can speak on behalf of just recruiting at colleges across the southeast and the Midwest um, and seeing that um, many of these college grads, they think of going to work for Amazon or Coca-Cola. And when I speak to their classes or do interviews, I explain, well, you can go work for an Amazon or you can work for us and work with all these shippers and major fortune uh, 500 or 100 companies. So it's a really cool opportunity that we have working in transportation to really see how the economy moves and works. And, you know, I think once people hear that story or these young college graduates, they kind of change their mind a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, but what we've seen too, when they come into the industry, um, people like to make fun of millennials. But millennials are bright, they like some autonomy and freedom um, as well. Um, but we've got to learn in this industry to listen to that voice, because ultimately that's what they want to hear. And I am a part of that millennial group, kind of on the, the back edge of that. And I catch myself looking at these characteristics and identify with that. I mean, so we really have to listen and engage this millennial group, because that really is going to be the next generation that leads trucking. And you say listen uh, to that, the voice, but is part of that voice, you mentioned social media, is part of that voice not actually necessarily an audible voice yes. but a voice that is on a phone or an iPad a computer screen is that a major piece as you view it to the puzzle in, in solving all the shortages and recruiting that next generation of talent it really is I mean we're in an age or culture that you want information just immediately and I think when people are on Facebook or certainly Twitter they get that information quickly and I'm sure you see that in your world with transport topics but that's how people, young people or millennials, make up their mind about companies and industries. They want that information quickly. And so as you go work for a company, whether you're driver or internal staff, I mean, they want to know what your company's doing quickly. I mean, in small bites as well, but we've got to be consistent in that too. Is it more than just job openings? Is it about helping someone learn about the company culture, about things that you do? I mean, can you, can you expand a little bit more on how social media and, and just a complete online presence can, can sure. sort of help shape uh, uh, the company culture or mm -hmm. provide a, a glimpse into the culture? If you can yeah, expand so a little bit. For us, as I mentioned, our growth. Um, our president, John Snops, is extremely passionate about the industry and his company. And as we grew, he couldn't talk to every single driver. And so it was important for him, for the drivers to see his face, his tone, what was important for him each and every day or week. Um, so he took it to video. I mean, we did the YouTube, then we did Vimeo. And so now we do it on monthly updates and quarterly updates of just what's important to the company and some of our initiatives. I mean, it's important for him to reiterate um, whether it's uh, truckers against trafficking or women in trucking, um, whatever the initiative is, that that's out to our drivers and they're consistently seeing it. So if there was a fleet of, of any size, that uh, might be a little behind the times, so behind the curve, I should say. You know, you know what, you're right, I, it's time. It's 2015, sure. 2016, I need to get involved, need to do it. How do I go about it, what do I do? What, do you have any advice for an executive that might be looking for a step one in terms of creating this online and social media presence? Sure, um, you know, working for, I'll say, a, a good old boy trucking company, <laughs> Um, the, our management, our leadership was scared of that. Uh, a little bit intimidated, I think they would tell you now, but don't be. Um, 
this is the world we live in. We've got to jump out there, just kind of engage that. And I would reiterate just to listen. I mean, you've probably got some younger people in your company uh, that have some opinions or ideas. Just cultivate that. Just listen. Not every idea has to be perfect mm. um, or you have to use it. I can certainly attest that I've had a ton of ideas about social media, um, but they've probably taken a handful of them, but they've worked out great for us. And you're listening to people might be a little younger, but have maybe a bit more in tune with some of this online stuff and have some suggestions how to recruit a friend or a relative sure. or, or, you know, a younger sibling. Yes. So you seem like you may be in the industry to stay. Yes. We're in the exhibit hall, which is now open. Uh, all everywhere you look, technology, trucks with the latest, uh, some that uh, is still working on to perfect some of this technology. We've talked before. You seem very uh, excited to, to know, to, to witness what, what's happening. Sure. When you look out a decade from now, how dramatically different do you think? the technology and these vehicles will be, and what role do you think that also may play in solving some of the uh, uh, shortages on uh, we're facing? Sure. So much of that's going to be dictated by a regulatory landscape, and I think you've actually spent some time in an autonomous truck or um, driverless truck, and that's going to be a big part of it, I think, over the next 5, 10, and 15 years as we are faced with the challenge of filling these seats, you're going to see probably a younger driver. I think there were some discussions today of the 18 to 21 year olds. Mm -hmm. How do you capture that? Um, but first and foremost, safety. I mean, safety is the most important thing in this industry that you have to be safe first to deliver. Um, so with that, it's just going to be making sure that these younger drivers are comfortable. And I think technology is going to play a big part of that. We talk about these millennials, they like technology, but these trucks, I mean, there's some wonderful technology in this room um, that we've seen, whether it be brakes or crash avoidance. Um, but I think that's going to go hand in hand with this millennial generation and safety. Would it be fair to say that with social media and checking in and everyone knowing everything and photos that some of uh, privacy concerns that maybe an older generation may have may not potentially be as big a concern with a, a younger driver that sort of grew up with that and are part of that to say I you know where I I want you to know where I am yeah. and might not have some of the same concerns but want to embrace that technology and would sure. encourage of that and look at it much differently is that fair yeah, so I actually, I have a cousin, uh, he's 23 years old, he actually drives for Total Transportation, um, and he is one of those guys that engages the technology. I mean, we have apps for our drivers on their phones to kind of check in and see their paperwork and things like that, obviously not in transit, um, as you can imagine. Obviously. Yes, but when he goes to a destination, if he's going to the Northeast or Chicago, he wants people to know where mm -hmm. he's going and what he's seeing. That's important to him. He wants to see America, and I think if we tell that story to this younger generation that it's not just driving, there's purpose behind it. You're moving America. You can see the country. That's how you get these new drivers in the trucks. Okay, well, Dustin, I want to congratulate you on your being part of that first lead ATA class, and I want to thank you for taking the time to sit with us today on Live on Web. Okay, thanks for having me.